right, intro number three. I think they keep getting better. That one was about ten words, so we're ahead of the game already, right? Not bad. How was that? That was a pretty good one. What do you think? I couldn't hear it, but I think it worked. You quick. couldn't hear my what I said? No. You can't hear me talking right now. I can hear you talk, but I didn't hear any... What I don't know what 10-word intro you're talking about. My 10-word intro was, this is an intro. No, I didn't hear that. That's four words, I guess. But All right, so... What's maybe up? I did. How's life? Um, life's good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm going to take a split pea soup and make a BLT for lunch. Are you... You want me to make it? Are you like ordering it for me to make for you? Or are you yeah, I mean, it's, we just had a waiter slash customer slash, you know, patron exchange there. I'm doing good. How are you? All right. Thank you. Um, anyways, so what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about Millville, a.k.a. Spring oh, Creek. I thought we were going to talk about like the State of the Union. <laughs> we're going to have a political debate. People tune into the wrong thing. I don't have any notes. I'm probably a bad co-host. You're not a very, very good co-host. I don't come prepared. prepared. I'm really more concerned with like what I'm going to eat today. That's a problem. Why? You feel like if you were doing a podcast, you should at least know what it is that you want to talk about. I mean, I'm focused. I know the topics that we're going to hit, but or you know the segments or whatever you'd call them, and then I just spitball it. You write stuff down beforehand? Uh, yeah. Why? And I write stuff w- while I watch the race because I don't want to forget. Do you usually have memory issues? No, but do you remember everything that you that you have ever done, ever, or watched? <laughs> everything ever? Um, do you remember all two hours and 20 minutes of the motos on Saturday? No, I do remember. I remember a lot of SpongeBob episodes, to be honest with you, for like almost word for word. Well, one thing that I really feel like should be brought up is this new diet that you found yourself on. I'm curious if that's still going on. Um, you mean like meat? Well, yeah. Well, it started as a we're going to eat one meal a day, and then it transitioned. To, I'm going to eat. Well, I was going to eat only meat. I was going to eat only meat. And one meal a day. And then I came to realize that the one meal a day was really an issue for me. Because I'm hungry all day. I don't know. So I, I tried. I think I did that one day. And then I ate a bunch of eggs at like noon the next day. So that didn't last long. But the meat thing's still going on. I feel pretty good. Explosive diarrhea though. You've only eaten meat the last how long? No, I mean that's a lie. I've had some avocados. But maybe for like a week. It's it's really not hard. I'm not like a sweets person, so it's not like I don't sit here and go, you know, what I would do for a fucking blueberry muffin. Like, I'm not concerned with that. The only things I miss are like fried chicken and like fried chicken sandwiches. I'm a big chicken sandwich guy, so like, I would probably murder someone for legitimately. I think I would kill someone. Uh, not even like just to use that phrase, but really, I, I would stab someone. Um, for a burger king chicken sandwich. My problem is I'm in love with bread. Yeah, I know. I I could not eat chocolate. I could not eat fucking 
sugar. I can only drink water. But if you told me you can eat whatever you want and you just can't consume bread, English muffins, bagels, pizza, I might, I might die. That's your food pyramid right there. Bread, English muffins, bagels, and pizza. Oh my God. I don't, I don't, I think, (laughs) I think three quarters of your body weight is wheat. It's gluten, dude. (laughs) Your veins are coursing through your veins are fucking gluten and salt. If you bake me at 350 degrees for 40 minutes, I would turn into a fucking French piece of French bread. 40 minutes? Yeah. You think it would take 40 minutes? You'd be dead by 12. Yeah, I would die and I would turn into a fucking baguette. <laughs> you would not. You wouldn't I turn would into be- a baguette. You'd turn into a fucking coal pie. You'd look like a fucking, you'd be disgusting. I would, no one would eat you. Trust me. We could bring you to a cannibalistic society. They'd be like, man, this ain't no fucking protein on this. They'd just fucking throw All you out. All I'm saying is if we were on an island, I'd get ate first because I'm the, the most food made up of food, I should say. How would we end up on an island? We flew there and then the plane broke down. Told no one. So let me get this straight. We flew there. No one knew. Somehow, So somehow we were on our own plane, me and you. Yeah. Okay. No one knew that, one, we had a plane, or two, that either of us could fly. Three, that we were going anywhere, let alone where we were going. And then we got there. It turns out the plane's broken. But we, we landed on a runway that no one was there. No, maybe... I'm saying if we get, if we got a boat and we got to an island, no one was on, no one knew we were there. How long could we make it? Me and you. Yeah. Why were we on the boat together? Because <coughs> we were like we're going to start a new life on, on an island. You think we were at sea, like money. on a canoe? Would you say we were like at sea in a canoe? Yeah, we just got in a, in a rowboat and a row went from here to an island. No. How long would we make it? I think realistically, if we want to talk about how far I'd make it, that would, I'd, re- I'd never run into that scenario because the furthest I could get. You get to like the sound. I think I can get to Nantucket. And then once I was there, I might break down, but there's people all over. They'd be like, look at this helpless guy. You know, they're all Democrats. They'd be like, we got to help this homeless guy. Like, yeah, I just took the trek from Cuba. See what they, you know, they'd probably take me in or some shit. Like, yeah, I just paddled here from Miami. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I understand. Uh, but anyways, um, should we get right into it? I mean, let's do it. All right. Um, 250s, what do you think? Well, we could start off with who won the race. That would be... <laughs> Good thing you have notes. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have no idea. Oh. Well, we have to start somewhere. <laughs> Maybe, maybe people didn't even watch the race. We should at least tell them who won. I hope you wrote it down. Maybe they're on an island and they don't have any way to know who won except this podcast. So we should okay. tell them. For the people that that's the scenario they're in, who won? That would be Hunter Lorenz. Lorenz. Yeah, so he went 1 2, right? Yeah, he fucking he died in the second moto. Did we ever find a video of him crashing in the second moto? I believe there's a video on Post Race Show. 
It's on the SMX YouTube. I believe there is a video. Dude. I guess in the first tabletop on that long section, before you know, you come back down the hill before the finish. I guess on the hold first on, one, he lost the front end up the face. Hold on. Um, and before that was all you, she wrote. What? The the little jump line there? The fucking... Yeah, the three tabletops on the, the first wall, one. The wall, the... So I he, guess he lost the front end up the face. On the second to last lap. Yeah, right before the white flag. Jesus. That kid can't catch a break. No, I mean, every time he he crashes, he, he's doing good, then he crashes, hurts himself, and he's just good enough to race again. Hmm. And then he starts winning again, and then he falls over again. He must. Do you think he gets annoyed like looking at Jet and being like, man, I'm, I'm a schmo compared to Jetson? It's kind of like me and yours racing careers, you know. My racing career is fucking alive and well. I haul. Yeah, but I'm sure he probably doesn't love it, considering he has only one Supercross championship to his name, and he's what two years, three years older than Jet is, and Jet has two outdoors, two Supercross. That's fair. About to have another outdoor title, so yeah, yeah. Allegedly. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's not jealous, but probably envious would be a better word. Yeah. Me and Dad, we were having a debate. We're, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a debate, but he was saying it's got to be rough when you make like a million and then your brother makes like five. Ten. Your yeah. little brother. But to me, if if you make a million and someone else makes five, I feel like your lifestyles are probably pretty similar. Like, what are you buying? It's not like, like you're not buying fucking Bugattis until you have like fifty million. So five and one. I mean, you're you're rich, but. Yeah. Is it really much I mean, different? I think it'd be. Well, I mean, that's like saying if somebody makes $100,000 a year and $500,000 a year, do you think their lifestyles are similar? No, but I think that's the, there's a threshold. Like if you make a, a hundred, you're probably, you probably have the same lifestyle as a person that makes 150 or, you know, it like goes up faster at the beginning. Like if you make 50 grand, your lifestyle is probably way different than someone makes a hundred and way different than someone makes 200. But once you make a million compared to 3 million, it's probably pretty similar. Like you can only buy so much shit. Like if I had a million dollars and, and you made or I made a million dollars and you made $5 million, I'd probably, I don't give a fuck. I'm living pretty good. I guess you're right. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, he can't catch a break. It's, it's, I don't understand. Like, dude, just ride it in. Like, I understand I things happen. the but... lappers that got in the way because he was in front of, like, or behind, like, four lappers, and I think he was probably already tired because he probably didn't ride during the week very much, and it seemed pretty hot. He looked really so, good in the first moto, though. Yeah, I think that's what he needed after the last two weeks he gave up 50 points. I think he needed to show them, like, hey, I'm not here to fuck around. <laughs> he ain't fucking around. No, so I think it was good, and I mean, he almost had a perfect weekend. It's just funny. It's funny to me that he has, what, five overall wins out of seven, and he hasn't went one one yet. Yeah, and he was right there this weekend. So what's and next he, weekend, Washougal? Yeah, Washougal. But, I mean, he passed Deegan, who had a terrible day. Yeah, I mean, you, you think for a rookie, it's just funny how the, like, the, the gauge changed because if you think, oh, rookie went five eight, like oh, that's pretty good. But when you win an overall and you had the red the red plate, I think if you go five eight, people are kind of disappointed. Yeah, what did I say last week? He's in his head. 
I don't care who you are. You can't prep for the, I feel like you either got it or you don't. And, like, if you don't, you got to get used to it. It's the stress of being in the points lead in a championship. Like, I don't care how many amateur nationals, whatever he's won. It's not the same. I'm telling you, from the moment, from the moment he got word on the pit board at Redbud that Hunter was out, his whole riding has changed since then. You think? Yeah, he's he's... I mean, his style doesn't make him look timid, but I feel like he's more timid than he was. Like, he's not, he's hanging it out, but not quite to the extent that he was before. Like, I'm sure he's trying, but it doesn't mean that he's not in his head. Sometimes it's, you know, if you're tight and thinking about shit, like, it doesn't mean you're not trying just as hard. I'm sure he is, but I think You also got to think the more races that he goes to, that he, the race that he hasn't been to, you really can see that it has an effect on guys. Like he went to Redbud last year and won the combine, and then it's no coincidence. I think that he won at the won the overall Redbud. Like he's been to Hangtown and won a moto there. Like the, the, you think of the rounds that he didn't do good, he hasn't been there. Like this one, he didn't do good. He's never been here. Mm. Obviously, he went to Southwick, but that's totally different. He's and been there, hot. but. Yeah, I think it does have a bigger effect on people than most people would care to realize. Yeah, and I mean, they can say what they want. You know, at the beginning when, when he was like, I'm thinking about the championship. Like, I don't believe that. You weren't. He wasn't thinking about shit. They were like, yeah, let's fucking do this national season. Let's try to get as many top fives as possible. Try to get a, a win, an overall, whatever. They weren't thinking about the championship. I don't care what they say. I mean, as soon as... It started becoming a possibility. It's been different. And, like, you can't really say that's not true, you know? As soon as he was like, okay, this is really could happen, which was Red Bud, it's changed, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's too hard to tell just because, I mean, realistically, everyone was kind of shot at Southwick. Like, it was so hot and it was so different. And yeah, this one. The second moto at Red Bud, he didn't look the same. Yeah, that's because I think he knew he was going to win the overall. Not anything to do with the champ. Not anything to do with Hunter crashing. I just think he knew. Like I got the overall. I don't need to go past Kitchen. So what's the reason this weekend then? I don't know, but I don't think there's enough data to show that. Oh, it's because of the because of the red plate. Well, this is why we're bench racing here. Is we don't have the data. We got to fucking make it up. We got to we got to go with our intuition here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's just my. I, I, that's my opinion, though. Is that it got to him? That's just. That's just what I think. I don't know. We'll see what happens at Washougal. Can he fucking bounce back? Can he do the Gordon Ramsay bounce back? I don't know. We'll have to see. How about, uh, I thought Joe Shimoda looked really good too in the first moto. After, like, the first five rounds of the series, I don't think anyone would have expected that's how it was going to go. But I think he won that moto last week, and you could kind of tell in the first moto it was, like, different rider. Yeah, and I hate to sound like a broken record, but, like, so much of that is mental. Like, he did it, and then the next time he goes out, and look, it happened again. Like, he almost won. Like, he yeah. was, like, down in the dumps almost, I bet. Like, going home, being like, whatever, this sucks. And then you get one win, and all of a sudden it changes your whole outlook. So like, now he knows he can do it. Even if, you know, whatever it is with the bike, whatever, he can do it. And now he knows it. Where before he might have been like, I don't know, like this might not be my year, whatever. 
you know, like it, it all changes. It's fucking so much mental. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think the same for like Justin Cooper. I think after he missed high point, he was probably like, fuck my life. Like this is, I took all supercross off to get prepared for this. Now I have no chance, but yeah, I mean, now he's what 13 points out of the lead, something like that. And he went four one for second. Like, yeah, but he looked different too. Yeah. Well, let me say this. And I'm really a fucking broken record, but I'll stop talking about mental after this. If you think about the difference in mentality of like a veteran and a Deegan, where I was just saying, I think Deegan's a little different since it's a real chance he could win now. But Cooper, he changed completely once now he knows that it's an opportunity for him still. Like he's still in it. Now he's back to pushing like he wasn't like Thunder Valley when he looked really aggressive. You know, like yeah. he's right back to, oh, shit, I can do this. So now he pushes harder. Like for him, he almost thrives on it. Well, you know, but he's been doing it a long time. He's used to like he's had the red plate before, you know, he's used to it a little more. That's just what I think. It's two different mindsets, two different stages of of career. Yeah, but it's got to be it's got to be disheartening for him, too, because Vocab. it's crazy that he's been racing for how many years? I think he only has four overall wins. Yeah. Like 750 seconds. Yeah. He just never gets the overall. It doesn't matter what he does. Yeah. He's one of those, like, Savachi types. That's, I mean, he's always there, but I feel like he's just on the cusp of, like, being the guy that just smokes everyone. You know? Like, he's not... I'm sure he has... I think he's got a little more speed than a Savachi, but I don't know if I'm, if I'm making sense with that. It's like... He's going to be, like, second, third, and he's, like, okay with taking that. And then... He's not the guy. Like it, people have to be off for him to win. It seems like, yeah, maybe that's really dumb to say because I mean he's really fast. Obviously, he looks really good in practice a lot of times. But like, I don't know. It seems like he's always like right in one spot and then tries to take advantage when people aren't a hundred percent. Like I don't know. I don't know if I'm completely wrong or not making any sense. No, I don't think so. So. But anyways, so Shimoda looked good. Vial. Uh, I thought Hampshire did a lot worse than I thought he was going to. First I moto, wrote, I mean, not I wrote terrible. in, in the, the bold predictions article, I wrote, I thought he was going to win just because he's always good there. The dirt is similar to Florida. And just like everyone else, there was kind of like a newfound fight just because of how the title chase was. And he went, what, 3-6 for fourth overall, which is not bad, but... I just thought he would be a lot better because he wasn't even close in either moto, really. Yeah. I mean, the first moto, he was, what did he get, third? Yeah. He he didn't look bad. He looked feisty. You know, that's his style, but he's fun to watch. Fucking just hanging it out. Like, that's how you should be on a 250. I wonder how he'll do on a 450. Like, he, he went to Daytona, right? He didn't do bad. He won the heat race. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder right. if the hanging it out and like riding a 450 would be would do really well for him. Like I don't know. It's either going to be way better or way worse. Yeah, it's either going to be a, a Jeremy Martin situation or a, um, I can't think of a 450 guy that's fucking gotten way better, like a Weston Pike who's just not meant for a 250. I don't know. But I think in the, in the first moto, him and Lawrence were kind of going through the pack at the same time, and he kind of got held up. I wonder if he doesn't get held up, if he's able to go with Hunter to the front, because he was 
Sammy. Sammy. I mean, he looked he looked good, but then the second moto he just had like not much. Did he crash in the second moto? <coughs> I feel like he did. Or am I wrong? No, I think you're wrong. He just he started twelfth. So hmm. I mean that's been kind of the story is you can only do so much if you start twelfth. Yeah. Speaking of shit, well, there's just so many guys you can't go from fifteenth to first. Unless you're Lawrence. Yeah, I mean Hunter went from eighth to first in the first moto, but I mean if you think about everybody else, yeah. no one else. Everyone that finished around him started better than he did. Yeah. Speaking of shitty starts, isn't it weird? This has to piss KTM off. Isn't it so weird that the first moto, Volin could start on the ground in the first turn and get a top 10, and then the second moto, like not an amazing start, but decent, I believe, right? I mean, obviously way better than the first moto. 11th. And then he gets the same thing. Like, it's so weird to me. Yeah. Like, it's almost... There's so there's a definitely some guys out there though that like crashing at the beginning almost gets them like fired up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're able to run your laps at the beginning. You know you're faster than the guys around you. Yeah, it's almost like if you started last and then there was a red flag and then you get a second opportunity now, like your adrenaline's going. Like some people shit the bed when that happens, and other people are like, "Oh, now I'm fired up." You know? Well, I think that's the difference too. It's from like from tenth to you know, seventh is a big gap. Like, I think he should be beating everybody from eighth back, but that top seven is all dudes that are legit. But there's, like, a swift gap between, swift. you know, the guys that are top seven and then the rest, you know, the Braswells, DeFrancesco's, Hawkins, all those dudes. Yeah. They're the eighth back. So for him to get tenth after falling doesn't really surprise me just because the gap from, you know, where he finished in the second moto to the first moto is pretty large and now there's even guys like sprinkled into the top 10 like around the 8th to 10th that you're talking about like pierce brown coming back forkner coming back um you know braswell's always around there it's even around there is like top guys the 250 class is just so stacked compared to the 450s yeah fucking i think if you're if you're Pierce Brown or Forkner, you got to be happy with coming back and running around the top ten. Especially Forkner hasn't raced in – he hasn't done a national in a year, and he raced one heat race that he won. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. Like, Forkner does have the talent, but he just can't fucking stay uninjured. It's fucking – it's always sad to watch shit like that. Like a Trey Kennard, you know, where they just can't fucking get out of their own way. At a certain point, do you think that's not coincidence? Like, if you, it's not just bad luck; it's you putting yourself in a shitty position. Um, you know what I sorry. mean? Like, if you're always eating shit, is that just the fact? It's just, it's not bad luck. You're just always going to eat shit. If you're crashing on your own, yes, but like somebody, like you know, I'm trying to think people that kept getting fucked up and it wasn't really their fault i mean trey Kennard had some bad luck at points but like why does it always happen to the same guy like you know like if i don't know not to say that forkner's gonna just have bad luck forever but like that's probably the reason why a lot of people are like oh i might just fucking retire because at a certain point it's like you just feel like you can't catch a break and maybe that's true you gotta um what was I going to say? What's crazy, too, when you think about it, 
Forkner has like such a he's been pro for how long now? Quite a bit. I mean, he was the same class. 2014, maybe? He was no. the same class as Sexton, no? Yeah, 2017, 2018. And the, but he was, he was earlier, I thought. I don't, I don't know. I thought him and Sexton were like the same. But regardless, like he was the guy in amateurs. And no, can we check that? Is was it was it not him and Sexton that were in the same amateur year, like same A class, or am I stupid? I don't know. The first national he did was Hangtown, twenty sixteen. Okay. But look, the first at- one that Sexton did was. Hold on. Let's see. Pull it up. Check the difficulties. No, you. I'll wait. Um, I'll be okay. He did High Point 2017. It was a year later. So who the fuck was in Forkner's amateur? Jeremy would know this. Who was in his A class? Am I? Might have been Texan, but maybe he turned pro a year later. I'm trying to think. 250B was the last. Yeah, 250B was the last time that. It was him and Sexton, though. Yeah, it was Forkner, Sexton, Moseman was the top three. Yeah, so that's what I'm. That's what I was going to say. I just want to make. Sure I think I was, Sexton raced the A class in 2016. Yeah. I just want to make sure I was right. Is that? Yeah. He smoked Sexton in amateurs. Fucking, he was always beating Sexton, and now look at the difference. Like injuries will do to you. Sexton really hasn't been out for crazy long. The whole time he's been pro, like he's never fucking. What's the longest he's been out? No, but there is a difference. It's like it's like Tim Geiser in MXGP. There's dudes that can that can crash and they bounce, roll around like a rubber ball, and then they get up just fine. And there's other dudes that you know <laughs> crash. They, they, they run they into the cabinet and they fucking break their leg. Yeah, that's fair. So and that's I think like that's Carmichael that's and Stewart. Yeah. I guess like when Stewart would crash, he was not getting up a lot most of the time. Fucking the only. Time that didn't that he did get up was Daytona when he decided that he was a gymnast. Um, actually, his bike was a gymnast. Fucking did a front flip. His bike did the jump itself. Actually, um, Las Vegas 03 or 02, oh, whatever that was. He's just been eating shit forever. But Stewart would not get up, and then Ricky Carmichael is like a fucking. He would just bounce, fucking yeah. hop right up. Well, how many times was he injured? Fucking not Ooh. many. Carmichael. Not many. He was so fucking short. You could throw him at a wall. He'd be fine. It is hard to get injured if you just roll. You know? It's like Benny, Benny Boss. He falls down the stairs. He's got a lot of momentum going versus he's, you, toss a, you toss a midget down the stairs, dude. He ain't going far. <laughs> That's true. I feel like being short and stocky. Like, it'd probably be hard to, to really hurt like an A-mart. You know? You just roll around. But Is there anybody else in the 250 class that did better or worse than you thought that they were going to? Hamaker had the speed, it looked like. Then he kind of just had a bad go at it, you know, bad luck. But he was, his gas cap fell off or something happened in the first moto, or else I think he would have been better. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't well, know what fell. happened in the second moto. He fell. Probably, probably gate induced. Yeah, but regardless, he does, he's does. he been looking really good. Like, it'd be nice. I feel like Mitch Payton deserves a fucking... Some good races. He's been fucking... I'm sure he's been on Suicide Watch for fucking a good two years now. Who, Mitch Payton? Oh, 
Hundred percent. I mean, every time he he's going to the races with fucking one bike, fucking dudes cannot stay off the ground. He it's like it's like a new plague. You know, like in the UFC, if you fist bump Bruce Buffer, your chances of losing go way up. Like statistically, no. statistically, I, that's a fact. So, what do you think? If you breathe the same air as Mitch Payton, you're just destined. I feel to like go. pretty soon it's going to be like, don't go to Pro Circuit. Like if you go there, you're fucking. You might get hurt. Get I think he's already kind of liked it. Yeah, like people, the only person that's surviving is Joe Shimoda. And I would only call it surviving. And he's leaving. Yeah, and he's he's out. Kitchen's going there next year, though, so we'll see how that goes. I feel like I'm going to love that setup. Like seeing Kitchen on, oh, I feel like that'll just look sick. Although I am a, I'm a big Kitchen fan, so. But that could be just because I like food a lot. You know, Kitchen just reminds me of cooking who knows makes you want to eat yeah i know i'm hungry now fucking all i can eat is some a couple eggs like a fucking asshole um but anyways should we move to the 450s uh, this should be about a one minute okay, conversation Chris, nothing else i want to talk about um well we can get when we get to what people might have missed we can talk about privateers and stuff a little more sounds good so 450s i think we could probably fire this out in about one minute no, because I think Jet won. You look at the results. Like, yeah, sure, Jet went one-one, let every lap, but it was far more interesting than the results. Oh, led to I've never, I've never rooted for someone harder than than Sexton this weekend. I don't. It's not that I don't want to see the fucking perfect season. Like, okay, that'd be cool for him. But number one, I'm not, I'm not the giant, a ginormous Jet Lawrence fan. It's not that I don't like him. I'm just not a fanboy. And then number two. I'm trying to see some action. Like Sexton close to him was fucking, it was cool. Then he fucking threw it away every time. I think that as soon as Jet loses the race, I think all weight gets taken out of the series. In the class. I That's think, my opinion. I think as soon as he loses the race, all of a sudden he's going to not go 1-1. Like say Washougal Sexton wins one, I think it's just Jet's not going to win every other race, you know? It's it's one of those things that like once it happens, it's just he's not going to fucking be as dominant as he was, you know. I do also think that if Jet gets to the last round and he wins twenty one motos, going into the last moto at Ironman, Chase is Chase might put water in his fuel tank. <laughs> it is crazy though that like. Not only is an undefeated season so hard because you have to win the goddamn race, but to go a whole season without any sort of fucking mechanical is crazy. Like, no flat tires, no fucking nothing. Like, all it takes is Washougal, you hit fucking one rock. Unadilla, you hit one rock. There goes your perfect season. Like, it's kind of crazy. Everything has to line up. I think in a 450 class, though, there's a reason you never see it in a 250 class, just because I think the 450 class, a lot of the risk, is, not risk is gone, but, like, you're not going to have, like, much less of a chance that your engine's going to blow up in the 450 that versus the 250 class, you see it with Hunter. Like, I think that if Hunter's engine, if he didn't die in the first moto or the second motor at Redbud and his engine didn't blow up, I don't think he loses in overall. Yeah, I know why people, Which, it I doesn't think it's happen. more impressive. I know why it doesn't happen in two fifties. It's because all the all the people in there are fucking twelve years old. How the fuck they don't have the attention span to, to even think about a whole season? 
Fucking, yeah, they're worried about the only reason girl. Hunter can Hunter can think of a whole season because he's forty two years old. Married already. Everyone else is fucking twelve. Yeah, they can't focus on a whole season. No, I don't but know. Jet, Jet's nineteen. He's focused so far. It was fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, that's true. It does make it so boring though. Like literally watching the start and Jet just oh. There he is. It's fucking, it sucks. Like, my morale goes to the floor every start. I fucking see Jet out there. The one thing I will say, the second moto, when Chase got the whole shot, you could see how much Jet was fucking hanging it out. Like, the very first straightaway. To just be like, like, that's one thing that he knows he has to do fucking pass people right away i mean he did it at southwick he flew by people after that fucking the single you know the little fucking table slash drop off and then that single he just fucking flew by guys and was just like yep we get it over with like make it just fucking don't even give him the chance but you could see i was so pumped like that was like the turning point in the second moto when you could see jet hanging out and chase fucking held him off for those two turns that was going to be a huge deal. Like, no one's done that yet. No one's fucking, besides what, Roxon at high point? But yeah. nobody's done that, been able to hold him off for the first two turns. So I was so pumped to see, like, the rest of the race, and then Chase fucked up, and just, Jet just got a gift. Yeah, but, but you could even see Chase learn from, like, because last weekend, he got his doors blown in on the first lap, and then this week, he was like, nope. I'm not letting you go. On that first straight out, he was like, nope. If you actually look at the slow-mo, Jack got close to hitting him going into that first little oh, yeah. right left. Like, he was close because he was ready for Chase to shut off and he was going to go on the inside and Chase was like, nope. Yeah, but that's what you have to do. You have to fucking... Here's the thing. You got to turn the... You know, like, how to deal with a bully at school, right? Kill him. Yeah, you just fucking shoot them. Give them what they're giving you. Fucking... They molest you, you molest them right back. Fucking whatever. No, but like you gotta stick up for yourself. So like if you if these people keep allowing Jet to do what he's doing, it's it's not gonna work. Like the fucking the first lap is mainly what I'm talking about. Like if they don't have the speed, they don't have a speed the speed, but like bro, I don't care how much faster Jet is, is than you. If he fucking passes you, the next turn you fucking send it, bro. Like you just yeah, don't Oh, you don't have to put him on the ground, but, like, fucking hit him. Fuck it, dude. Like, you got to show him, like, this is, like, I'm. there's other people here. You can't let him just fucking smoke by you every first lap. I know it's easier said than done, but, like, so I was pumped to see Chase, like, put up a fight and be like, no, you're not passing me the fucking first straightaway here. Like, go fuck yourself. And you could almost see for, like, a split second, Jet was like, oh, okay, okay. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that with this guy. And he said, oh, okay, goddamn. Yeah, he was like, oh, shit. And, like, down the the rollers, then he almost backed off a tiny bit. Like, he wasn't fucking pushing as hard after that first straightaway. So, because that's, that's Jet's strategy. Get a decent start, if not the whole shot, and then pass guys within the first two straights. And then once he does that, he just fucking rides around. Like, I mean, that's perfect strategy, but I want to see what happens if he can't fucking get, get by a guy in the first fucking straightaway, you know? Yeah. Like... I was so interested, and then when he fucking, I don't know, spun out in that turn, I literally yelled at the TV. I was fucking so annoyed. Yeah, but 
either way, I, I mean, he, he went 2-2 and had three crashes, but that first moto, he crashed and caught all the way back up to him. You have to imagine what would happen if he didn't crash. Like, would he have been closer? Or, yeah. And that's the type of thing you just, you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think he definitely was the faster guy this weekend, you know? Oh, definitely not in qualifying. He wasn't. No, not in qualifying, but like sheer, I think he just had more speed in the motos. Like you can't, you can't say that jet wasn't trying a hundred percent. Like when chase was fucking point eight behind him, jet was fucking, he was going all out. Like I'm sure he wasn't fucking like holding back, you know, trying to maintain no one's maintaining at a fucking point eight second lead. So like he was definitely fucking hanging it out. So chase, if anything, that just shows Chase like, oh, okay, I do have the fucking speed for this guy. Like, you can say it to yourself as much as you want. Like, I should be beating that guy. I'm just as fast as that guy. But until you do it, you, you it's hard to make your own mind believe it. So, like, Chase can say that to himself. And now he knows, like, and especially all the people that are blowing him in his corner. Like, I'm sure he got back and people are like, bro, you were the faster guy. And now Chase's fucking head is huge like it usually is, you know, when he's the fastest guy. So he hope- did seem to have a certain amount of confidence too on the podium. Oh yeah. When they interviewed him, he was like, Yeah, I'm not letting him win every one of these. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. I think that's something to be thought about. Like at Washugal, going into Washugal, if you're Chase Sexton, you know that's a track you're really good at, number one. And number two, you just in in his own mind, Chase thinks, Yeah, I was faster than him at Millville. Like, I fucked the qualifying. I was faster. I gained this many seconds. Like, I crashed. If it wasn't for the crashes, I would have won. You know that's what he's thinking. So that confidence mixed with going to a track that he fucking is good at, I think that the the win streak could potentially come to an end this weekend. Yeah, but if you're faster than somebody and you can't stay off the ground for 30 plus 2, you're going to have a rough time, especially if Jack gets the start. You not only have to be up there on the start but you have to actually pass him and stay up yeah i mean so we'll see the shitty part like i said i mean we've said this before it's so annoying that jet's good at the start he's so good on the start there's no like flaws there's no fucking oh that he's shitty when it comes to fucking mud races or whatever the fuck like he's he's good at everything it's it's annoying like it'd be so much more interesting if jet started 15th every race wouldn't that be nice? You know what they should do? They should just GBO. start making him start backwards. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, it'd be. You can't tell me that wouldn't be fun to watch. It would be great to watch. Yeah, and part of it, too, when you get the start, which is why not only does the start make it easier to win the race, but if you can consistently be top five off the start, the, the undefeated season becomes way more possible because if you're starting... 30th sometimes like a stew who once in a while would start 25th place shit happens back there you know when you're around people that you're way faster than it's fucking afghanistan back there dude oh yeah it's a war zone it turns into a total shit show so as good and consistent as jet is if he gets to start in 30th who knows what fucking joe schmo or fucking joe motocross Riding in thirtieth place, fucking moves over and murders yeah, the, guy, the guy that got done with his nine to five on yeah. Thursday and drove there. Yeah, exactly. Just got done fucking hanging sheetrock on Thursday and fucking 
brought his girlfriend in a in a fucking sprinter van and yeah ends the golden child's fucking undefeated streak like so if he keeps not only he doesn't even need the whole shot he's shown that but if he can always start like top five it takes so much of the risk out of it you know yeah so that's that's my opinion at least so take it take what you will from it you know Fran has got third which was the same as every other week now but it was different because Plessinger was actually there he was going for how long is Plessinger's contract good for Uh, I think we'll be back there next year interesting I wonder it's I think I think he had some sort of back injury and he couldn't ride during the week apparently (laughs) riding so he got his back blown out that's what you're telling me yeah yeah he looked good I like to see a fucking feisty Plessinger. Great guy. Country boy. Fun to watch. And, I mean, he was hanging it out, too. And I liked how they talked about it on, on the broadcast. Like, the difference between fourth and third is probably twenty five grand, you know? And they don't ever really talk about the finances, like, on on the broadcast. But it was I liked that they did that. They did that. And we're like, oh, some extra motivation. Like, I don't care who you are. Fucking twenty five grand extra would be nice. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad about it. But it has to be so, at least for Sexton, you're like, oh, I need a second. I need a second a lap or whatever. When you're Ferrandis or fucking Plessinger, you have to be just fucking picking at straws, like just losing your mind. Like, how do I how do I come up with 30 seconds in a moto? Like, what do I do? Like, where do you even start? Yeah, they were 40 seconds back. It's crazy, dude. It's like they're not even in the same realm. Yeah. But, I mean, they had good battles, though. Like, at least that was fun to watch, you know? But I just don't know what what goes through your mind when you're ending the race fucking half a lap behind the guy. And you're supposed to, and you're like, you know they want to, they don't want to get thirds. They, they want to win. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's not fun. No, definitely Brandis, who won the title, two, what, yeah, two years ago now, to be getting third. Like a minute behind is not not fun, I'm sure. But Ferrandis openly says that he hasn't been able to figure out that bike, right? Uh, yes. So you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, I imagine so. But when he won, there was also Sexton was still figuring it out. Tomac was his last year on Cali, so he was sucking wind. <laughs> like I think there's other factors to that. Like, I think Jet is really good. And I think Sexton battling all year with Tomac kind of raised the, raised his level. Because think, if Jet doesn't move up, I don't think Chase isn't winning by 40 seconds every weekend. I think I think Jet is pushing Chase to be better. Yeah, probably. So I, think it's, I think it's more just circumstance. Obviously, the bike affects it, but I don't think it's a 40-second difference. Yeah, and they said this on the broadcast, too. If Tomac was there, do you think Jet's undefeated right now? I do. Still, you think? Yeah, well, you know, Sexton and Tomac were the same speed last year, pretty much, and Sexton hasn't beat Jet yet, so what's to say that Tomac would? And Tomac never got good starts either. Yeah, but Tomac also has that weird fucking Colorado fucking caveman gene where sometimes he can just fucking turn it on. Like, it's just a complete different level, and you're like, how the fuck 
is this guy going this fast? You know? So yeah. I feel like there would be, there definitely have, would have been weekends by now where Tomac was faster than Jet. For sure. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think there would have been a single weekend and you've been like, damn, Tomac fucking was way faster. I feel like way faster. No, but I think it would be like this weekend. Like, oh yeah, he, you know, he, Tomac like Sexton. Oh, he could have caught him, but he didn't get a start. Stuff like that. I think if Tomac was in the series, Jets not undefeated. And I also think that if Sexton didn't get the fucking kissing disease or fucking sharing water with a Neanderthal and got fucking mono. <laughs> Make myself laugh. Um, I was just picturing Sexton sharing a drink with a fucking caveman with the guy from the Geico commercials. Um, <clears throat> I think that if Sexton had been there the whole season, I think he would have. He wouldn't be the points leader, but I think he, Jet wouldn't be undefeated. Like high point, Jet falls, and Roxon almost fucking wins. You don't think Sexton would have won that or Tomac? I don't know. For sure. I guess that's the thing is if they butterfly effect, if they erase, maybe that never happens. Yeah. I mean, you never, know. never falls. You never know. We don't need to get into this fucking intergalactic fucking listen, dimensional you, shit. You try to send us down a fucking rabbit hole. So I'm not in a rabbit hole, but it's, if you're going to start talking about the butterfly effect, which I don't know it as any more than a Travis Scott song, we're going to have fucking issues here. All right. Then let's move on. All right, I, I see you're getting fed up here. What's what's no, the not deal? Fed up, but what's the deal? I like how Masterpool has also just become the most consistent, the beacon of consistency of just being the top placing privateer every week. <laughs> no, no one's better. They should just run a staggered start. <laughs> like he's he, if there's a if there's a privateer championship, he's the points leader. They should do like an A and B local race. Like, start the factory, they guys. It, they drop it first. It's Jet, Chase, Brandis, Plessinger, Cincerello, and Anderson. Everyone else goes. <laughs> they, yeah, they drop the factory, guys, at the start. Oh, God, that'd be fucking... He would um, win. He would go 1-1 one, one every week. Yeah that's, yeah, that's why I'm saying it. Fucking Masterpool would be the champ right mind, now. This is someone in the 250 class that would that would get a third and then a 15th. And now he's just 6-7-8 every week. It does not matter. Yep. Fucking some guys, that's how it is. You can hop on the 450, and next thing you know, you're fucking, you're just killing the game. You know, that's what happened to him. And it's kind of weird because his style is very much hang it out, fucking 250 sender short guy. So I didn't really expect that he'd be that good on a 450, to be honest with you. You know, are you not, are you surprised by that or no? No, I'm not surprised. I think any, I think if you, anybody in the 250 class, if you move them up, they would be the same. It just happens. It just so happens that there's no one else in the 450 class. Yeah, someone. I would You're telling me if somebody like, let's see, like uh, I don't know, a swole or Forkner gets on a 450, they they wouldn't get six seventy. Oh, Every for sure. Week. I mean, like that, that's the same and, thing. If if Masterpool didn't make enemies with every team he's ever been on, he would still have a factory. What ride. do you keep throwing this out here for? What do you mean he's made enemies with people? Not enemies, but he can't stay on a team. You just he, said that. 
Well, it was an exaggeration. So what? How can he not stay on a team? What are people's problems with the kid? He, uh, we just we talked about this last week. Yeah, but I didn't. Texas, we didn't. We didn't go. Man. It's like he has a fucking citizenship there, and he can't leave the country, dude. <laughs> Masterful seceded from every other fucking state. Is what yes, you're he, he's not allowed. He's, he has to get work visas to go to the races. <laughs> he has to show his passport at the fucking Yeah, hotel. exactly. Uh-huh. So when Star Racing Yamaha says, hey, bud, come on down to Florida, he said, oh, I, I can't. I don't have a visa. Yeah, my so. visa's not ready okay. till next month. I got I to gotta go and stay in Texas <laughs> figure it out for A1. That's what he says. He says, yeah, I'm working on my work visa. Him and Martin yeah. Davalos. Fuck. No Canada for them. Oh, God. Um, so, anyways, we're on the what you might have missed section. So, basically, what you're saying is what you might have missed is that Masterpool is the privateer champ. That's what we're saying. If it keeps going the way he's going, he might be on a no-fly list. He's you know, too many speaking of staggered starts, what do you think would happen if they did a staggered start where they, they dropped the, the whole 450 class and then the 250s? Carnage. Um, they would have to rent out every ambulance from the state of Minnesota. Because <laughs> there would be death. For sure. I just think the lappers would be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the the 250 dude that, that just got done with prom, it's out there with the three digits under just a tent. He, he, he's not lasting long. Just, Jeff, Jeff might pass him and he might just get blown off the <laughs> The the wind at how fast Jet would pass someone. Yeah. Oh my God. Why do you? Have oh, the, what the guy that just what? got done with? Prom? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Drop it. Drop the gate. There's so many, there's so many guys on two fifties. It's like yeah, he just graduated tenth grade. Oh my He's God. Good. It's like James Cohn slinging fucking rollerblades at Sonic. He wasn't selling rollerblades. You can't say you slinging rollerblades. He was slinging burgers on rollerblades. What was he on? Yeah, that doesn't mean. Listen, if you say you were slinging rollerblades, that means you were selling rollerblades like a fucking crack dealer, standing on the street corner. Imagine standing on the street corner just selling fucking Sonic rollerblades. Oh, we're getting. Off I don't topic. think I think you can use any rollerblades. I don't. Are they branded? <laughs> They're branded. Yeah. Are these Sonic brand rollerblades? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's fucked up? How long has it been since you've seen someone at Sonic on fucking rollerblades? Every time I go there, it's fat fucking high schoolers walking. Say, so, you know what? I mean, I'm, you're not getting a tip. If you're not going to fucking risk your ankle's well-being to serve me food at Sonic, you're getting no tip. Okay? You know what? I mean? Speaking of Sonic, Sonic has the most underrated oh, here we go. soft drinks of any fast food place in America. Their ice is great. Okay. Their ice is great. Cherry limeade and um what is it? Uh their water. No, they got a Coke too that's really good. Cherry Coke. Um yeah, it's like cherry vanilla Coke or some shit. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while now. But the cherry limeade is amazing. But anyways killing the game. We're getting too far off topic. One thing you might have missed is Jason Anderson. Jason Anderson completely figured it out for a podium and then he sees himself in the second moto. <laughs> he completely figured it out. And then he just completely lost it. Yeah. He, oh he blew his nut in the first moto. And then there was a, 
yeah, speaking of this this eighty rider field that you want to get going, there there was forty dudes and there was a full on traffic jam in the rollers on the first lap of the second moto. Imagine eighty guys. It would look like a fucking it would Imagine look like another a memorial ride day. It'd be, yeah. it would look like a parade lap for someone that's fallen. It'd be like if there if the if the minimum speed on fifteen was a hundred miles an hour, and then they you couldn't slow down and there was an accident. Here's a hot conspiracy theory, if you'd like to hear it. Speaking of Jason Anderson, you ready? Make it quick. Um, what do you mean, make it quick? I got more things that people might have missed. Uh, hot conspiracy theory is that he did well, and the, the Honda camp got nervous. So they hired Shane McElrath and Henry Miller. It's like a to, kamikaze to pilot? die in the rollers and act as a speed bump. As you say, they hired him to take his helmet off on the starting line. That's true. As I would say, they they took basically what happens. This is why it can't be traced back to them. Can we get a a picture of the of the starting line of the second moto? Because was Henry Miller close to Shane McElrath on the start? Because if if so, this is how it'll never be tracked back to Honda. They paid. Shane McElrath to sit to pick a gate close to Henry Miller, blind Henry Miller temporarily with his baldness, right with yep. the with the sheen that comes off his head, blind so blind Henry Miller to yep. then him to fall in the rollers and collect Jason Anderson. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think you got it figured out. You heard it here first. That's all I'm saying. I just love how we're, we're three episodes into this monstrosity. We're already going to get branded as those crazy bastards on YouTube that say, "What do you mean? Oh, there's MX Sports conspiracy theory going on." I would love, love to do a conspiracy theory fucking section every week. I'll just come up with a hot take. Oh yeah, because here we go. You know that's mine for this week. But go on. What we got six let me, minutes let me for? Make what sure you. before next week I buy my my tin foil so I can make a hat. I already have them made. I'll just mail it to you. Go on. What have you missed? Yeah, you might have missed that Anderson got third in the first model, which was pretty impressive considering last week he was not very good. So to get third and to beat Frandis and Plessinger straight up is fair pretty, enough. What I will say to it, if if you missed Anderson getting third in the first model, you need to go to your local lens crafters and get your fucking eyes checked, okay? Because it was apparent. So, but but yes, he did well. Good for him. Um, and look good. You might, I guess we touched on a little bit, but you might have missed that Hamaker did really good considering he fell and had to get a new gas cap and then didn't get a good start in the second moto. He went nineteen eleven, which was pretty impressive. Not many people are talking about it. Lost his gas cap at the Sunoco. Yeah, he had to get a new one in the mechanics area, but he still I mean, he went nineteen eleven. There you go. Not bad. Okay. Next, let's hear. It. I'm just gonna. One let thing you, I this should, to this should almost. Can I cut you off here? It's almost. No. It's too late. This should be your section. What you might have missed. You fucking write this shit down. You just because I'm going with the notes. <clears throat> yeah, you're doing good. Um, I was really unimpressed with Ryder Di Francesco, and kind of have been since like the second round. Fair. I'm gonna use a sound bite. Like, I mean. No, no fucking sound bites. I'm tired of these things. <laughs> I like them. 
Go ahead. First moto, he started on the first lap. He was seventh. Second moto, he was fourth on the first lap and went twelve fifteen. Like that's not that's not good. Not it, bud. Not it. Cut it whatever way you want to get to fade from fourth to fifteenth is just not good. Yeah, it ain't especially a good, when it ain't you have a good like, like Dylan Schwartz was in sixteenth on the first lap and got thirteenth. Yeah, it just it's not a good look. You know, it's like wearing white pants after Labor Day. <clears throat> So I've I've been unimpressed. Yeah. Okay. Something else you might have missed was somebody that I thought was going to do way better that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, was Crockett Myers? All right. You thought he was going to do way better than he did? I thought so. I mean, he qualified twenty seventh out of the B practice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought it would be way better. I figured he would get, you know. 16 to 20, especially when someone like Bryce Shelley raced, what did he race at? High point and red bud and got like, maybe not even high point red bud and was like running around the top 10. Yeah. And I don't think that Crockett Myers is that much worse than Bryce Shelley is. If I, anything, I would I have thought he's he better. better. Yeah. So for him to go, obviously, I don't know what happened. I don't have a relationship with this guy. I have no way to find <laughs> out, but to go 35-33 is not good. Unimpressed. Was that Crockett Myers' first race of the year? Uh, yes, it was. But he's still an amateur, no? Um, I don't know if he's racing the Reddits. I know he used to be on the NSA the Rock River amateur team. Well, he was on a Husky, wasn't he? No, he's on a 450 a KTM on his own bike. Oh. And I will say, speaking of Crockett Myers, if anyone gets a chance to look at his numbers, they did not look good. All right. Well, we can get to that soon, huh? Yes. All right. Anything else that people might have missed? I think people might have missed. I, we said it before that Voland was down on the start and got all the way back up to, what, like fucking eighth or some shit. Yeah. So I mean, I was also really impressed in the, in the first practice. Um, let me look here. The all was second fastest. Yeah. Which is pretty uncharacteristic considering he's never really. I mean, this year at least he hasn't been good at qualifying just because he hasn't learned the track. So, first practice to be second fastest, I think, was pretty. Yeah, especially on a track like that, too. You know, like super, super fast, super fucking changing of dirt, like in different sections. I think that's a confidence thing, too. Like, he knew after last weekend, like, hey, I I know I have what it takes to be up here. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And then Jet, too, obviously they talked about it, but to be four seconds faster than anyone in the first practice was also ridiculous. I'll tell you what you might have missed that I noticed, and you probably noticed this. Um, they don't really talk too much. These are the things that make it fun to watch Jet are the lines that he takes. <clears throat> oh, like the, the little line. They showed. Yeah, which one are you talking about? After the rollers, he was doubling. Oh, yeah around that turn and then off the yep. the little step down there. Yep. I saw someone else try that before him, but like the little things and he was doing it. And so was Hunter right before the finish line. You had like a little breaking bumps and then a hump and then that right turn. And he was literally like jumping off the breaking bumps onto that hump. It's super subtle, but like they don't, oh, you talking about before the finish or after right before the finish. Coming down that hill. Yeah. 
yeah, like if you watch, he's he's fucking skipping real quick, like coming down, breaking, then giving a little gas to do that, and then breaking again. Like <clears throat> it's just the little shit like that that adds up all over the track instead of just hammering through it, like most guys do. And I didn't see anyone else do that besides him and fucking Hunter. And then another one was at the bottom of Mount Martin. It, when he was going into that turn, he would like kind of jump off the first braking bump over the other ones and then onto the downhill of that into the fucking rut. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I'm did, sure I did. He did that like every lap. He would brake and then kind of let go of the brakes do a tiny little fucking hop over the bumps and then fucking into the turn. Like all that shit adds up everywhere. I wish they would talk about stuff like that more. They only all, they only really noticed the fucking the, the big lines that are different. You know what I mean? But he's kind of been doing that all year, which I realized. Like last week, in person, you could see it was ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's the fun. Th- that's the only thing really that I'm like excited to watch Jet when he when he rides. I mean, he's so good that it's boring. But I like to watch the little unique lines that he does. So you might have missed that. So, anyways, that's my fucking two cents. Um, but the next one here, weekly awards. First one, best gear. I already got mine. What do you, what do you think? I think that the best gear was Jason Anderson and um, a close second was Jet Lawrence. And one of the main reasons was they had different colored boots that had not been seen yet. Anderson had purple Alpine stars and Jet had those bright yellow Tech 10s, which I thought were sick. Yeah. I mean, I always like Did you see the purple boots that Anderson had on in qualifying? I don't know if he had them on for the motos, but I know he had them on in qualifying. Uh, send me a picture. Let me find it. But either way, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. You know what I the gear I've been liking the setup I've been liking recently is the uh Troy Lee. Yeah. I just like how they look. I don't know. Like they're the gear's been looking real nice recently. I feel like if I were to buy new gear when I make my imminent return to racing one of these days, when I get a bike when I'm not broke, um <clears throat> seeing as mine was stolen, um I'll probably get Troy Lee designs, I think. I think I might really just go for it. Either that or Fox, because I vowed, along with Jeremy, that the day that I had money, that I'd be fully Fox-kitted. Yeah, I, I am excited if, obviously, it's word on the street that Shimona's going to Honda next year. If he races, or if he is still with Fox, I think that's going to be sick. It'll be nice to see. Those are always the best, are the teams where the gear deal isn't team-wide, you know? Like Honda, when you can fucking... Um, let me look at this picture. Those are Jets yellow boots. I got to find the purple yeah, ones. Cool. Um, <clears throat> when you can pick your own gear and shit, it's so much better. No, I mean, cause the setups are cooler that everyone's kind of got a little different. And on top of that, it's better for the rider. Like there's more money to be made when you can have your own fucking deal with the gear company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd, I'd imagine just for even numbers or I don't know. However much Shimoda's going to make this year, I bet he makes significantly more money next year. Oh, for sure. You know? I haven't even heard that um, um, the Rockstar Husky 250 team is going to get to make their own gear deals next year, too. And I think that's in part because you end up getting more talent. Yeah, because you can bring your own gear. You make way more money. It's just... It's fucking... I don't know. And even like things like on Honda, Sexton's a monster guy. And then the Lawrence people are a Red Bull. 
like if that if you couldn't do that then you wouldn't have all those guys you know what i mean you you just wouldn't so it's way better like that but to keep going uh again so we said our best gear best bikes um who did you say had the best gear oh troy lee sorry i I just like troy lee recently the setups they look clean best bikes what do you got I'm going to go with the Hayden Deegan's bike specifically because I think that red plate looked really good. And also, it, I know it's best bike only, but his gear to that matching yellow chest protector was sick. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it. Huge fan of the chest protector look. Always have been. I'm the guy that on Reflex, I will use a chest protector because I like how it oh, looks. The no, the no fear one? Oh yeah, I just like how it looks. Like, not the bulky ones, like, like a Travis Pastrana type of thing, but like, sleek but not like tiny either. I don't know. I just like how they look. <clears throat> I'm so I'm very into it. The if you're wearing a chest protector, you go up on my fucking list as far as whole setup. I just I'm into it, and I don't know why. Why the fuck? Don't make me. I'm gonna have to rant a little bit. Not even a rant, but like, why the fuck? Do guys not have chest protectors? Why don't they wear them over the... It's I don't care who you are. Chest protector over the jersey is way more comfortable than fucking rubbing on your fucking duct tape nipples for 30 minutes. I know that it comes down to most likely the gear people are like, hey, you got to wear that under. But it's, it doesn't look bad. I, I prefer it the look over the fucking jersey. And it's way more comfortable. Way more. I think it, at the, it it starts at a young age when people are like, "Oh, I want to see, I want to see the numbers on the back of my jersey." Yeah, but numbers on the back of a chest protector look better to me. Uh, I don't know. Not to mention, why not? Like, it's more comfortable, and I don't care who you are; it's safer. I know it's not going to be the difference between a fucking injury and not an injury in ninety percent of cases, but it's added protection that doesn't hinder you. You know, it's not the same as like a neck brace where you, the argument could be made like, oh, you're probably slower with the neck brace. You know, if you're not comfortable, the chest protector, it's added protection and you're going to go the same speed, you know? So like, why not like better safe than sorry? Like big ass rocks hit you in a fucking foam chest protector. You're wearing under the Jersey at Unadilla. You're going to fucking be hurting. But if you got a fucking hard plastic one on, you'll thank yourself, you know? Yeah. But anyways, so that's your vote for best bike. Yeah, I think the red plates look really good on Dean's bike. And worst bike, you'd say Crockett Myers, I assume. Um, Did we usually do a worst bike? Is that a typical thing? Last episode, we kind of went back and forth, best and worst. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really pleased with Crockett Myers numbers, to be honest. They oh. didn't, they didn't really, uh, not a great font is what you're saying. Tickle my, tickle my willy in a good way. Oh, tickled in a bad way. Yeah. All right. I got you. Well, I could I could be about that. Uh, best bike. I'll give it to you. Because um, I can't really think of anyone else that stood out to me. The change with the red plate, definitely, I would say that probably did it. Um, best style for me weekly, I think I'm just giving it to Kitchen. I know I'm just probably becoming boring with that but uh 
looked good. I but this week actually first moto Hunter Lawrence, I'll give it to him. He was sending. He was sending. Well, that, that, that style is different than biggest sender. Yeah, but because he was sending, the style looked fucking great. So I think this weekend I'll give it to Hunter. I'll give it to Joe Shimoda. Sender. But that does lead us in. Oh, that's the style. Yeah, but I'm saying he was sending too. Oh, yeah. Um, Joe Shimoda, I, I don't know. He's just so fluid. He just looks like one with the bike. Yeah. What I love too is like, you can tell that Joe's just a fucking racer. Like, as soon as Hunter fucking got on the back of him, he found another gear. Like, I love to see shit like that. When you could tell, like, guys just don't roll over. Like, just give it everything you have. Like, all they want to do is win. Like, there's a lot of guys that would have just been like, oh, you caught me. Like, okay, I'll give you a tiny fight. But Joe was fucking holding it wide open. Like, as soon as he got on him. You know? So that was great to watch. Fucking racer, dude. Racer's race. Um, Biggest sender? I'm going to say Hunter Lawrence first moto. I will say RJ Hampshire because he actually looked more sendy in the first moto to me than Hunter did. Yeah, but he's like that every weekend. But fair. I mean, I understand the pick. So we're going Hunter Lawrence and RJ Hampshire. Um, Biggest non-sender. Who looked uncomfortable? Who looked not all there? Cincerello looked nonsending. From what you can see on TV, he was non-sending. Yeah, I, I think, don't think he. I don't think he wanted to be non-sending, but I he he was not sending. I feel like he's non-sending on purpose. From what he's the way he talks, you know what I mean. This is what they keep saying. This is a building year, but yes, it's a valid pick. I I will agree with you. He's. He's probably consistently one of the biggest non-senders, but I also think he's doing it on purpose to try to fucking make it through this whole season, you know? Yeah. So we'll give him that one. Um, And our final award, worst announcer. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to give up on this category. Worst announcer? I'll give it to everyone just so they're all equal. Because everyone's pretty, they're all pretty good. So if they're all pretty good, then they're equally as bad. So worst announcer goes to the entire team. So congratulations to you guys. Right? I like to change to Ricky in the booth. Though. I like how they're switching it. Ricky's back good. Ricky's good in the booth. I'm not mad you at. You definitely Rick. tell that he's came a long way. Yeah, beginning when it was thick, Rick. Also, gotta gotta fucking make that shirt one of these days. Missing thick, Rick. Um. Do you think people would buy that? No. You don't think anyone on earth would buy nope. that shirt? Why not? I just don't think so. Oh, people will see it one day. For people that are listening, it's a shirt I want to make that's a missing poster with a picture of Ricky when he was fat that says Missing Thick Rick, last seen announcing Supercross 2017 or 2018. I forget which one was his, his last fucking thick season, but... People don't think that that's a good shirt idea, but I'm a, I'm all for it. But anyways, um, so that's it for our weekly awards. Um, one one thing I really this has been pressing my mind recently. There's two things that I wanted to mention. This is going to go yeah. in the outro slash next week predictions. Yeah, this is. I mean, kind of not really, but um, do you think Chase is going to pick a single digit number next year because he won the Supercross Championship? Eh, I feel like he likes twenty three. 
That's, that's his, my thought. That's but brand. you only you don't get many opportunities to pick a single digit number. So. No, but like you build a brand, and the fact that he's always been twenty three, he's been twenty three for a long time. Um, I feel like that's his brand now. You know, you got to keep it. It's the same reason why a guy like Alessi fucking had the opportunity to not be eight hundred forever. You know, but that's um, that's his brand. Then- Speaking of national numbers, too, I know this is not going to happen, but I would really love if someone in front of Deegan, who, you know, on the combined points for the year, if someone in front of Deegan picked 38 before he could. Not because I don't like Deegan, but I just think that would just piss people off. Yeah. There would be riots. Um, before we get too far, what's what single-digit numbers are open? Um, four, five, and eight. What would Sexton look good with? Eight. Eight would be cool. I mean, whoever, he'd have to ask. Um, I think he could pick four, five, or eight. Yeah. No, he wouldn't have to ask. The only one he would have to ask for would be five. Not that he he has to ask, but I feel like it's the right thing to do. If you're going to take one of those numbers, you call the guy up and you say, hey, just so you know, I'm planning on taking this number. Yeah, I doubt he will. He probably will. They all do that shit. Like, if you're going to take eight... No, I'm saying I doubt he'll pick a single digit. Oh, no, no, probably not. Who was the last person to have eight? Grant Langston, maybe? Still? Still maybe. no one's took eight since Langston? Because that's, that's the last one I can remember. That's... No, I don't think anyone has. I mean, Baggett had four, Dungey had five, every other one's taken. But I don't think eight's been used since... Whenever. But who knows? Because, like, you never thought that... You never thought that AC would take a number because he was 92 forever, and then he took nine. Yeah, I like the 92 so much better. But I guess it would be different if two or three. If two or three were available, I think Chase picks a single digit all day. Yeah, it would take two. He don't or want three. three. He wouldn't want three. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Three is not going to be available. With eight. You could build a brand around eight. No one's been eight in a long time. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um but anyways, next week predictions, anything? Yeah, go ahead with your 250 overall podium. 250 overall podium at Washougal. i got to think of whose style that lends itself to. Hmm. I am going to have some out, out on a limb picks here. Um, first place. Oh, shit. First place, I'm going to say, I think it's just going to be Lawrence and then Shimoda. And, but third, I'm going way out of a limb, out on a limb. I think that Volan's going to get third overall. I knew you were going to say that. I think that that track, because I'm thinking about who does that track lend itself to. I think Volan's one of those guys, personally. Okay. So that's my 250s. I will go... Uh... I might even go further on a limit. I'm going to go Shimoda gets the overall. Hmm. Hunter gets second. Vial gets third. That ain't out on the limb at all. Shimoda wins? That's out on the limb. Nah, I, I see it. I could see it happening. I got, but, I got faith, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there's other guys that have a chance to do good, but like, Vol, or not Volan, um, Kitchen, who's from Washougal. Oh, I didn't even I think, think about it. I think it's... <laughs> he has said before that he doesn't really like the track there, surprisingly. Yeah. He just rode there a ton. Doesn't mean you have to fucking love it. 
So I think people are going to be like, oh, he might podium, but I don't think that that's necessarily true. And I think RJ is far too sandy for the hard pack. And I'm not ready for Deegan to get it back on track because I in think he's never ridden there, and that track is totally different. A lot of shadows, too. You know, that's a big thing. Yeah. And as far as the 450 class goes, I'm going to go Jack goes 1-1 again. I think Chase gets second. And I think that AP gets third. Okay. I'm saying my picks for 450s, I think Sexton goes 1-2 and Jack goes 2-1. And so Jet still wins the overall, but he yeah. only wins. I, I think Sexton's going to come in fired up, win the first moto, blow his whole entire wad, and then ride it in for second, the second moto. Gone is the undefeated streak. And third place, I would say, yeah, after last weekend, I think Plessinger. So the only difference, I think, no, it's same overall as you, but I think Sexton wins the first moto. Personally. And I am excited for all the two strokes that are going to race because of that big purse, big old purse, it's like Louis Vuitton. I think it's fifteen. I think it's it's either ten thousand and then fifteen thousand if you're on a KTM Gas Gas or Husky, or it's fifteen thousand and twenty. Sure. For first? No. If you're the top placing two stroke, I think there's you get ten thousand oh. dollars and you get an extra five thousand dollars if you're on KTM Gas Gas or a Husky. Shit, dude. <laughs> and I think Moosecan might race it on a two-stroke, possibly, maybe. That'd be so sick. Carson Brown will be on a two-stroke. Burkeen will uh, be Burkeen, there, as usual. He's not gonna, he won't beat Brown if he's there. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Robbins racing a two-stroke. Maybe a guy like, uh, what's the fucking guy's name? Is it Weeks? No. Who's the fucking guy that's really good at Wash Google? Is a guy I'm thinking of. Again, again, Jeremy would know this. Fuck, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. I'll probably think of it. That should be exciting. I wish Masterpool would get a two-stroke and race it because I think that would be an extra $10,000 he could win. Yeah, he just ain't going to be riding a fucking Kawasaki. No, but I think if he got a KTM two-stroke, I think he would still be top 10. You think he'd go top 10 on a 252-stroke? I think so. I mean, Washugal is is good for like carrying our momentum. I think it's not a bad. Yeah, he wrote it. He's one of the last guys to have ridden a one twenty five. Yeah, and he was fucking stupid good on it too. That really. Yeah, I mean, Justin Cooper rode a two fifty two stroke for a while, but he's yeah. the last dude that was is on a factory team that spent time on a two stroke in amateur. I'd like to see Justin Cooper on a star built two fifty two stroke, like the one Deegan rode in. Uh, the Dirt Shark video and have fucking Justin Cooper do it. That'd be sick. Yeah. Well, that's it. It should be it should be a good weekend, I feel. Again, once, like I said, once Jet locks up the championship, he should ride an 07 CR250. Not legal, but okay. Why wouldn't it be legal? Because they're not in production. And it has to be a certain amount of years old to be raced. I think it's five years. So, so if it's fun. 2023, I think it has to be 2018 or more. Fucked. Maybe it's three. I don't even know, but it, it's not. It's not sixteen years. Is not the cutoff. <laughs> they should make an exception. One thing, I'm not excited for the race to be on it. What's it going to be on it? Four, four Eastern. Yeah, it's rough. Especially yeah. now at the thirty minute break, the races get done. It's dark out. So it'll be done at what, like fucking eight thirty nine. Yeah, eight thirty, and it takes up the whole day. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's one thing I will say too. It is a it's a grind to watch all the motos and qualifying. Yeah, it's, it's a, a fucking grind. Yeah, so like when when it's on the East Coast, you got watching qualifying at ten. Yeah, and then motos from one to four thirty. Rough. It's like a full time job, dude. We should get paid one day for sure. Um, well, anything you got to say before we fucking hang up the boots here? Uh, I think that's it. Nothing exciting or intriguing. Nothing. Not, not particularly. I mean, particularly. I'm going to, I'm going to see Drake on Tuesday. Which, oh yeah, that's tomorrow. No, yeah. Is it? Fuck. Today's Monday. God damn. Duh. Duh. I don't even know what I'm gonna wear. Clothes, hopefully. It. Oh, well, that's exciting. I think I'm probably going to fucking drive you there. That's even more exciting. That's so sick. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, God. Um. Well, anyways, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't have anything new. I'm going to fucking got to go eat a couple eggs because I don't have many other options and uh, just fucking carry on about my day. So I'm going to go do the same. You're gonna eat I'll eat eggs. eggs. I'll eat eggs with you in solidarity. Yeah, it should be fucking great. Oh, Except God. I might eat my eggs on an English muffin with a piece of sausage. Yeah, I'll, I do have sausage, but no fucking English muffin for me. You can eat a lot of butter, though. To be fair, um, who can? Like if you meat? if you're just eating meat, you can still eat butter. So like you could have a yeah. lot of butter. So my eggs are just fucking cooked in about a gallon. I might as well fry them in butter. I might as well fucking shallow fry them. That's <laughs> feel my arteries clogging up already. Oh, my cholesterol is definitely through the through the roof. No doubt about that. Um, oh, for sure. But anyway, it's been a good episode. I'm sure we'll be back next week and uh, expect some articles. I guess on the website this week. We're running into some photo troubles, but I think it'll be. Good. Yeah, we got to find a fucking hookup. You know, it's rough. You should. Be- what, is there going to be an unpopular opinions article tomorrow? Is that the case? Um, if that's what's on the schedule, then that's what's getting done. Yeah, we should have some more. Unpopular opinion, they should run a staggered 250 and 450 moto. That's what I'm going to do. That's unpopular for sure. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you got nothing else. I got nothing else. That's it for me. Um, that's pretty much it. So I guess I'll do... A quick outro here. I'm going to tell you, you guys have a great week. You keep at it. Keep killing the game. Um, But, yeah, we'll see you next week, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please tell any one of your friends with a heartbeat to tune in and listen, and one day we'll do live shows and we can talk. So should be good. Anyways, have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.